Blog Talk Radio. You snotty little bastard. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. The court will wait for an answer. If Lieutenant Kendrick gave an order that Santiago wasn't to be touched, then why did he have to be transferred? Colonel? Lieutenant Kendrick ordered the code red, didn't he? Because that's what you told Lieutenant Kendrick to do. Object! And when it went bad, you cut country. these guys loose! Your Honor, you have markers inside a phony transfer. Your Honor, you doctored the logbook. Damn it, Kathy! You're Consider yourself in contempt. You. Colonel Jackson, did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled to You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! little song says there's a war going on. Is that right? And it's not a war where your eyes can see it. But it's a spiritual warfare. The scripture said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and all sorts of spiritual wickedness in high places. Then the Bible said if you want to win, you got to put on the whole armor of God. Is that right? Sword of the Spirit. The shield of faith. Your feet prepared with the preparation of the gospel of peace. There's a war going on. And if you want to win, put on the whole armor of God. Sister Lynette Hawkins Stevens. Amen. There's a war going on.
on this Fox's Zone Network. This is Brother Seth. And thank you for tuning in to our show tonight. Uh, where we'll be honoring uh, those killed on January the 26th. Um, especially Kobe Bryant and uh, Gianna's daughter. Folks, um, what a tragedy. What a tragedy. But we'll try to bring some sunlight to it. Uh, as well as an insight on what exactly happened. Uh, like the song says, we need the armor. We need the armor of the most high. No joke is real. And if you don't know about it, better ask somebody because it's true. We really, really, really rest about against flesh and blood. There's principalities and spiritual wickedness all around us. And if you don't know about it, you just have to use by these forces. Uh, we are vessels. And we're not no match for the entities and the powers around us that can use us for good or for evil. This is why we commit our lives to the Father and, and, and follow the Holy Spirit in that thing as the Father uh, instructs his angelic protection. I know some of y'all laugh at that you don't believe in it. Well, we'll talk about that tonight. But I tell you, there's testimonies from here to Egypt about folks, eyewitness accounts of uh, the most high doing this, that pulling them out of danger, uh, hearing that voice to say, don't go to the World Trade Center today to work. Testimonies of the testimonies of a higher power leading us in out of danger. Not to belittle or put down or to disrespect anyone that happens to find themselves in danger, because we all come across that. We all slip. We all are... Uh, we, we all come across those times where we're just not listening and we're not sensitive to the Spirit. And I just believe that's what happened with these nine precious lives lost tonight. No, again, disrespect. This show is actually in honor of their lives. And, and, uh, and, and, and folks, we just keep them in your prayers because we talk about nine, um, um, well, maybe eight funerals. And uh, just a lot of pain, a lot of pain. Um, I think some of them were related. But anyway... Yeah, a lot of grief, a lot of grief, a lot of sad, a lot of sad, sad, um, a lot of people are touched by Kobe Bryant. He's probably the biggest name on the planet, so while more people talk about him. But make no comments on this show tonight. We definitely pay high respect and, and, um, and is in prayer for, um, those lives lost, all those lives lost. So, my goodness, um, so one of these topics you got to talk about kind of slows you to say the wrong thing and, and offend some people. Um, like a lot of people who lost lives, uh, who a lot of the relatives, a lot of the, uh, if I could talk tonight, some of the relatives of some some of those individuals um, on the plane is taking some issue with everybody talking about Kobe, and they lost loved ones too. So just remember, folks, nine people lost their lives, and it's, and it's a tragedy. And so anyway. Let me go ahead and do something I kind of haven't been doing lately, and that is reading the show description where everybody knows exactly our angle on tonight's show. I sent this to you, many of you, via text or email. I wrote to you uh, and said, topic for tonight, was there foul play in Kobe's death? Of course, we're talking about Kobe Bryant. I went on to type in the show description. There are rising concerns from fans, friends, and now family about, I, I said, and now perhaps family. We don't have proof of that. But, again, there are rising concerns from fans, friends, and now perhaps family about the death of Kobe Bryant. And I went on to type that you may hear anything from powerful, wicked people 
causing this crash for a much-needed diversion in the United States from a crucial time in the impeachment hearing of Donald Trump to the Illuminati putting Kobe in its place for things he knew or things he was to expose. Then I went on to say, there are those who feel the helicopter was sabotaged due to a huge legal battle with a powerful pharmaceutical company over the use of the name Black Mamba, to name a few. And it really is a few. There are so many different situations, scenarios, conspiracies, or whatever you want to say. Some of some based in facts, some not centered around this young man's life. And again, keep in mind we're talking about nine people, not to disrespect the other seven. Uh, you know, it's not just about Kobe and his daughter, but uh, it is at the same time. We'll put the spotlight on them only because so many people was touched by their lives. But anyway, folks, I have a panel that's going to be joining me tonight, and I'm thankful for the one and only uh, uh, moderator, Brother John Clark, Brother Dan Wallace, as well as Brother Alfie Chris, and also will be joining us um, again, Brother Elishua. So it should be very interesting, a little bit, a very serious panel tonight, and I'm thankful for all of them. Um, Dan Wallace is the newest of the bunch, and uh, he's been doing really good. Dan just represents the common layman's approach to a lot of these topics. He don't come off as no theologian. Uh, he owns a track company, and he just... He just has done very well representing the average Christian, and, you know, he can't speak for him, but he does represent well what a lot of our brothers and sisters who love the Father and is following Christ, how they represent some things. And I really appreciate him being on with these uh, other gentlemen. Then we have, again, uh, Alfie Chris is going to be joining us, Pastor Chris of Aletheia Temple. And then y'all know Elishua from Israel now. He's also a ghostwriter. Elishua does so many things. And then John Clark, of course, the uh, finance man. Uh, 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 I don't know what our John goes in. A, uh, he's a loan officer. Just John will tell you what he do. Maybe he'll do that tonight. But uh, he wore lots of hats. But tonight he's going to be wearing the head of moderator. And I really appreciate it. We thank him for all he has been doing. Well, listen, folks, I'm going to jump right into this and then go into the phone lines and bring on the moderator first and foremost. And, uh, oh, Oh, going too fast. Listen, um, again, I want to thank y'all. Those have been following the show since 2011. I try to see every show. I uh, really, really appreciate your love for sh- uh, that you've shown over the years, especially since 2011. And that is also my bloodline family. Um, I'm going to see it every show. And that's the Douglas County family. Really, really, really appreciate it. Um, also, if you want any of our old shows, a lot of you have sent me emails over the years. Somehow, much you appreciate the show, you send me a Texas email, Facebook, all types of media browsers, letting me know just how much you appreciate what we're doing. All we're asking, folks, is you follow the show. When you get those links that I'm sending most of you, click on that follow button on the when you on the front page of the blog talk um, page. There was advertising the show you will see the word follow. It's going to make you or ask you to sign into Facebook or Twitter or whatever. I think it's Facebook and Twitter is pretty much it. And then once it's signed in, it will um, it will have that that source to send all uh, updates about our shows there. Please do that. Please do that. I'm telling you. 
uh, it will be, it will really really be a blessing to you. That way you won't have to um, be wondering, hey, you know, brother Seth is doing a show tonight. <laughs> so uh, please, folks, follow the show. We we don't ask much of you, but we asking you to follow the show, okay? And also, if you want to hear any of our old shows, simply Google. We're on Google. We're on all the all of the um, uh, Yahoo, any other search engines. Just simply type Blog Talk Radio. Song and whatever topic you want to uh, hear, um, and uh, this panel here is new. I've had all types of people on the show on the shows over the years, so it won't be the same panel I have now that I had even a year ago, and then uh, two years ago I have a completely different panel. And Sister Eliana, I know she was on for for a minute there. Just all types of people we had over the years talking about everything, everything, everything under the sun. So um, again, folks. Uh, um, Follow the show, and if you have any uh, concern about um, listening to any of our old shows, you can do just that. Um, it's just that simple. It's just that simple. All right, folks. Push the phone lines. Get our moderator to show on, on the road. Yeah. You should have never mixed me and bust up. It's a lethal combination. Okay, folks. And what did y'all think about that brother at the beginning of the show saying, you can't handle the truth? <laughs> well... A lot of y'all can handle the truth, especially some of the truth that could very well have happened to our brother. Was there foul play in Kobe, uh, Kobe Bryant's death? If it was, there's some, a message for you. Because many of us is just out of the loop. We don't have a clue. So we're not just on the show tonight to just sit up and complain and Find problems with everything in the world. No, there's a silver lining. The father's still on the throne. He still loves his children. Any father, any father, would give his children a plan how to maneuver in and out of danger. And uh, I just believe that there have been angels sent to this earth to protect us. And I don't know how y'all going to hear this from me. I may sound holier than thou. Even if something happened to me, I just don't think the father picks us out like that with plane crashes. I just don't think he do that. I don't think he have kids getting ran over by cars just so they can complain in the garden up in heaven all these like they be sending some of these funerals. Folks, we listen, we're in the middle of a war, just like that second song said. There is a war going on for the souls of men for our for our here's it, the main the main reasoning for a lot of the pain on this earth. There's a war for our will. Because once man will, that's when the Father get involved. That determines what the Most High does with our will. And he has made some precious promises for those of us that will to follow him by way of Christ. He has made some wonderful promises for us that, that follow him by way of Christ's example. And uh, once we do this, the enemy don't have hands on us. He don't have he don't have uh, 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 he don't have legal grounds to 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 dominate our minds, our bodies, our spirits, our even our finances. If we stand on those rights that he has provided, scripture calls says it like this. It talks about by these promises, precious promises is what it says. Precious promises that the Father. Uh, 
as we partake of, of these precious promises. In other words, as we do our part, the Father's promised to do the same thing for us. It says, by these promises, when we obey the scriptures, we partake of his divine nature. One more time, the Father, the scripture talks about when we are obedient and we do what the scripture says, and we follow this Yah or this God or this Elohim by way of following Christ who came to this earth, we believe. The Bible talks about as we follow that spirit, that there are precious promises for us, children, thus those of us sheep that follow. Now, if we don't follow, we can be in danger like anybody else. We can suffer. We can die early. We can be impoverished. We can be sick. We can we can just suffer. We won't know the, the, the new Christ, the, the, the Christ that come, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. We won't know that abundant life if we are rebels and we're, we're, we're carnal Christians or we don't believe in the scriptures or we don't stand on our promises. So tonight is, yes, to talk about Kobe, what happened. Uh, to expose with a big flashlight the fact that the man could have been killed for many reasons. But it's also to bring some hope that we don't have to die like this. We don't have to die like this. No, folks, our family and friends and ourselves, first and foremost, do not have to die like this. The enemy don't have to rule our, our lives like this. I know there's a new world order. I've been talking about it for many years before a lot of folks even thought about talking about it. it I guess it doesn't matter, really, but... Yes, it's a new world order. It rivals, it, it, it's, it's trying to rival the kingdom of the Most High. It's a phony kingdom. It's trying to unite the earth. But, folks, that kingdom can is no match for the Most High and his kingdom on this earth as he moves, like the song says, Waymaker, the lyrics, moving in our midst, moving in our midst. He's moving in our midst. But a lot of us is too insistent to know what he is doing and where he's at, and so we suffer. All of us, I suffer when I'm, I'm disobedient. So the show tonight is hoping to encourage us to bring, get close to the Father to where we won't experience these tragedies. I just don't think that's the way the Father uh, bring us to him. So anyway, let's go to the phone lines. We've got a phone line full of people. Thank you all for tuning in on the phone lines and those in the chat room. Remember, if you have a question, place question marks before and after your question. If you're on the phone line, you have a question or comment, press 1. Going straight to the phone line to bring on our moderator, I have to say, I know it's a little lengthy, but here we go to the phone lines. Area code uh, 972-805, Brother John Clark, the moderator. You're in the house, brother. What's good, folks? Uh, another week. <clears throat> what a lot to, to discuss. Um Obviously, before we get into the thick of things, I just want to revisit what we discussed last week because it is a perfect segue to what we're going to be discussing this week. Um, so last week we were talking about the secret wars against biblical standards and the approaching new world order. Seth has already made mention of that new world order, but last week we were kind of focusing uh, probably 50% or so uh, on the secret war against biblical standards and uh, the the illusion that is put out there that entertainment is just simply entertainment, sports is just simply sports, discussions are just simply discussions, when they are well-crafted and organized attacks against our way of life, if you will. We talked about these attacks on the family, uh, the fact that you cannot watch primetime television without some overt homosexual type of 
of um, uh, reference, if you will, uh, just or just straight out just homosexual behavior. And again, one quick aside on that, folks. If that's what the homosexual people want to do, that's their prerogative. My only concern is that you are imposing that upon not just us as adults, but even our children. You're imposing that upon them. Um, dressing little boys like girls and little girls like boys and telling them that this is a good thing. Uh, it, you know, if that's what you want to do, then so be it. But you purposely are causing that confusion. We talked about the attacks against the Bible. The number one being that it doesn't even exist. It's just a, a bunch of fairy tales. I explained to you all last week on how to address that type of narrative. If for any reason yes, yes. you're dealing with that type of attack, just pop back to the last week's show. Go go get the archive. And and again, this is a practical approach. Sometimes we talk philosophy. Sometimes we talk a religion. We talk religion, but this is a pragmatic approach to when someone is attacking the Bible. Um, and it would help to read it, by the way, folks. <laughs> it's always helpful to to read it. Um, the our rights, such as our right to lawfully take up arms against a tyrannical government. LSU kind of went in on that one, and we discussed that uh, a lot uh, back and forth with Dan, I recall. And um, our our gun rights being encroached upon, and the reasons why. So. Um, you know, it was it was an excellent show, but now we are faced with um, this this huge event taking place with uh, Kobe Bryant. Folks, I make no bones about it. Kobe Bryant was a public figure, so I have no problem with discussing this situation publicly. It's by no stretch of the imagination meant to to uh, show a lack of consideration. As a matter of fact, if anything did take place that was not above board, Kobe, his daughter, everyone above that helicopter wants that discussion to happen. Why? Because they would want you to get to the bottom of things. They would want the yep. people that killed them exposed. Yep. And so these type of discussions at least create a cry of what happened. What happened? If all that took place was a simple helicopter crash and it's so unfortunate and we weep over that, then great if that's all that it was. But be assured, if I were to die a violent death and I knew that as I'm dying that someone had a hand in this, I don't care how much privacy you encroach upon as it pertains to me. Find out who that is for me, okay? Find out who that is and get with them. Uh, so, again, yeah. I only preface that by because some people might say, well, you know, it's it's not uh, – it's bad form to discuss this while the family is grieving. And all I'm saying is, like, this is a public figure. We're not discussing this with the news or the media. This is a group that has met multiple times at the same time, and we're discussing it amongst ourselves for anyone who chooses to listen in. So with that being said, um, let's just go ahead and open the – up the floor yes. for further discussion. Yes, yes. Pastor Chris, John, Brother Dan. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Oh, Brother L, uh, I don't know who's all on the line. Okay, but I'll, I'll without do further ado, let's uh, get listen, at I it. Appreciate you saying, I appreciate you saying what you said. I really did. You thought, thought to say some things I forgot. 
So, folks, again, we're going to just do our best to try to just, again, like he said, we know the family's grieving, and it may not, some of look at this as disrespectful me talking about this, but like John said so beautifully, if you was murdered, you want people to be doing just what we're doing. Why they're interested? Because a week from now, you know how we do, we're going to the next next headline. And so we just want to, again, the show is dedicated to all those that lost their lives. We really, really, really ain't just trying to have a show and be popular. Cause we're not, it's not that important, really, as far as being popular. What's important is people know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood and that uh, there are some very wicked things going on our earth. Uh, all of us may, on this panel may not believe that because it was murdered. Some people may believe it really was just a plain, you know, malfunctioning. But if just listen tonight with a prayerful ear. We're going to try not to hold you no more than two hours, each, uh, even though I don't have to go to work tonight, John, because I've got some personal issues i got to take care of, got to take care of. So, But I still want to try to keep everyone no more than about two hours. And so let's do it, folks. Let's do it. All right, going back to the phone lines. We're going to, we got the one on the Brother Dan Seth. Wallace. Just, yes. Brother Seth. If I may, before we bring on Dan, I just want to make one last point, and this is huge. Folks, what Brother Seth said at the outset of this show is of grave importance. The fact is, is that I would rather die the most violent of deaths but have my relationship solid with my God by way of the blood that's been shed for me that created that relationship as opposed to live 110 years and that not be in place. I'll say it again, folks. I would rather die the most violent death and know that I will that my life is such that it goes on forever with my God and the Messiah who created this relationship because we lost that at some point in time. I'd rather have that than to live 110 120, give me 500 years. Who cares if you do not have that relationship? And so for those people who have listened to this show multiple times and it's entertainment and, and whatever it is it might be for you, I, I impress upon you that you find, you, you, if you have not already done that, call back to Brother Seth. Call to whomever it is that you need to speak with and get your life intact with the Most High God. I fear nothing today. There's a lot of ways I can die. I fear nothing. Why? I have every intention on coming back, not just during the thousand-year reign, but subsequent to that. Full faith and assurance that I'll be there. All right? So I just want to reach out to you all and let you all know, hey, don't don't make mistakes with what we're discussing as if that's the true importance. It's not. It's a means to an end. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, go on, take the phone lines and bring on another one of our panelists. Again, Brother Dan represent most Christians. Uh, uh, not that he speaks for him, but we invited his brother on because he don't do all the digging and he's not as deep as a lot of us are. But Dan is intelligent in many ways and there's some things in areas of his life. I, I glean strength from in some areas he is a leader, and uh, I, that's why I have him on. He's just a regular everyday Joe Blow. He runs a, uh, he owns a track ministry. Uh, um, but I'll bring him on now, and he can talk more about that. But Brother Dan Wallace, all the way forward, takes you on the line, brother. Welcome to the Five Minutes on Network again. Thank you. It's good to it's good to be here with among the, uh, a group of men. What's good, Absolutely. Dan? 
Absolutely. And Dan, again, always good to hear your voice. And I think we have Ella Shure at area code 
you know, it, it crashed. So I think that right. according to the report, it was the crash was caused by the fog where they weren't able to see it, to my knowledge, unless something else comes out further or later. That's my present my present knowledge of it, and that's what I'm going to go with. Well said. Well said, Brother Dan. Uh, Brother Seth, where, do, where, where are you at? I think I'll speak here. Can you hear me a little better? Well, my brother was killed. He was targeted. I think uh, I've been keeping up with this impeachment process, and I don't know if anybody knows or not, but the Democrats was, I don't know if you can even say the Democrats, but it has been brought to light, I guess it is Democrats, brought to light some additional very powerful things that could very well get this president removed. They were changed some senators' mind. I think they only need like 20 senators before, you know, in order to uh, be successful with the removal. They've already been impeached, as we know. And uh, a lot of people were beginning to tune in. Uh, headlines beginning to say, okay, we got some here. At first, it was like Republicans, like, we ain't budging. We're not budging, you know, McConnell. You know, we ain't, budging, we ain't budging Mitch McConnell. But there were some few Republicans saying, wait a minute now. I ain't no twin. It, it, we, uh, I speak my own mind. I don't have to just stick with this. You know, if I see something, I'm going to break rank. And so there was like this switch, this tithing, possibly. You know, people begin to say, but we don't know. Well, all of a sudden, we know what happens in America whenever something like this happens, be it, be it, be it a president or Anytime something as powerful like impeaching a president is going on, uh, or something along that that importance, we we see these tragedies happen, or police shootings, or 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 something to divert our attention. It's been going on forever. The diversions, and sometimes they're false flags. Sometimes there's actual real shootings, or real this or real that. But it's been happening forever by the CIA diversions here, diversions there. False flags, but like I said, this is, of course, this is not a false flag, but I believe this was a murder. And let me just say this about the spirit, because you're going to hear some people talk about the spirit tonight. Uh, the spirit showed me this. God showed me that. Don't discount those people. Because the spirit is a type of media itself. It's letting you know what happened. For real, for real. But it's telling you the truth. And if these people, these flawed human beings, can just hear that spirit, they're more powerful than CNN, ABC. And it will save you a lot of time and resource. So don't look over when you hear people say, I just feel in my spirit, this, that, and the other, be it the callers or the panel, because as believers, the Father is going to let us know things, and it's oftentimes it's going to be something you're not going to always hear in those. And then there are some of us, those of us that this gift operate in, I'm not saying I'm one of them, but... but there are those of us, Brother John, Brother Dan, Brother Elishua, and Pastor Chris, if he's on the line now. There are those, listen to me, that are prophets among us, which means they will see things before it happens. Now, there's two incidents where there was actually uh, folks saying that this, that Kobe Brown was going to die in the helicopter. And I'll talk about that maybe later on. But the bottom line is this. This is very, very serious. This is very, very serious that your government, brothers and sisters, will stoop this low 
Yes, they did. Just like with the whole 911, people still, some of y'all came around on that one. But at first we thought, oh, our government never would. But now, after the loose change presentation, if you don't know about loose change, like loose change in your pocket, they did a presentation on 911. I'm not trying to get off on 911, but I'm just saying, we found out that we've been lied to. Our government, a part of our government, not the big government, but there's an evil part of our government that actually, actually lied about that whole thing to get us to go to war, blaming the Muslims. Our government want to build those towers to create the perfect alibi for us to go over there and do all the things we did in Iraq. We found it out, a lot of us. Some of us, some of y'all still sleep on that one. But no, don't put it past your government to create the perfect di- di- the diversion. Okay? It's just a simple. And then let's just say, the last thing I'm going to say is that somebody said, well, everybody knows he couldn't he wasn't going to be removed. There's no way that he's going to get 20 Republicans to go, go with the Democrats. It still could be a diversion. Because they're going to bring out a lot of facts, and the more facts they bring out, the more the Republicans and Trump this year is in trouble. So Trump don't want his name drugged through the mud. He's really pissed right now. So could there be a diversion of interest to get us off the list from that CNN and ABC and all these other networks? Absolutely. We got a hand. Uh, we got a, a hand up that just went up, brother. And um, I don't know what Eric Holt this is, but we're coming to Eric Holt three three seven four eight five moderator. One moment. I just want to give them the ground rules uh, for all the persons that are looking to call in. As always, and even though we haven't dealt with a lot of callers as of late, we do want to just let you know that there is somewhat of a protocol that we follow. Uh, first and foremost, uh, brother Seth will designate your number to let you know that you're coming on the line what we ask that you do is just simply let us know your name it could be a a, a pseudonym or something if you choose and uh the reason why you're calling uh such as i'm refuting this position or i would just like to piggyback off of this point or i would just like to say this and um and then why and then the reason being is that what we do not want is for a person to come under under false pretense where they're saying like, hey, I have a question when really what they're trying to do is to uh, dispute someone else. Just say that so we don't have to go through, to go through all of that. Um, and so, yeah, with that being said, let's go ahead and pop that line open and see what our callers got to say today. Okay, moving right along. Air code 337485. Uh, your line is now open. Uh, go ahead with your question or comment. Please let us know your name and city. Uh, it's Brother Leonard. Brother Leonard, how how's it been going, man? <laughs> what's up? What's up? Everything's good, good man. Everything's good. Okay. <laughs> and folks, it's just go ahead. What, what you got for brothers? This is a brother. That well, well, I just I just wanted to say. Oh, hold on, hold on, brother Leonard. Yeah, I was just letting everybody know because he was calling, brother Leonard. This brother was actually on one of our shows. He's a non-Messianic Israelite, which means he don't believe in the Messiah. But he does acknowledge we are Israelites, and so we had a very good show. That's another good show to go check out in the archives. Several shows. But, yes, yeah. we had about three or four shows with this brother going back and forth, not line up on line, precept on precept, uh, talking about uh, that particular topic. But anyway, you can Google that uh, show as well. Go ahead, Brother Leonard. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, 
I just want to make a comment. It was um, I'm, I'm, I don't know if anybody aware of it, but it's a cartoonist that had did a uh, he did a cartoon predicting uh, predicting uh, Kobe's death like two or three years yes, ago. Yes, we saw that. I saw that. Okay. Yep. No, yeah, I it was in 2016. Yeah. I think it was in 2016, and then somebody else wow. uh, actually in 2012, another brother predict, predicted November 13, 2012. Uh, uh, someone I think on Twitter said actually said Kobe is going to die in a helicopter. But you know that could be a fluke. Go ahead, brother. Hey, brother oh, what else you got for us? And, 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 not, and not only that, they they saying the crash the crash happened. Uh, the actual crash site was right behind the Kardashians' house. Wow. Really? Wow. That's yeah. Right. So, so it's, I hear some noise in the background, but but anyway, um, you got uh, so we 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 seen this over and over again. Please meet us, brother Ellis. Huh? Go ahead. I just have to let brother Ellis know he has a lot of noise. Need to meet us. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Well, I, I was just saying as far as. We've had previous entertainers that come up suspiciously, or uh, you know, come up dead. So there's nothing new. No well, doubt. Let me ask you, no let doubt. Let me ask you. I mean, the moderator is doing this thing. Can I ask him a question, uh, brother uh, John? I don't want to uh, jump in too much. Here. Okay, my question to you, brother Leonard, is this: We have a lot of listeners on the line. I know they're saying y'all are cuckoo. Thomas the man was killed. You hear the news? Man was not killed. So what do you have to say to people that say? Y'all conspiracy people get on my nerve, you know. He wasn't killed. They they just go, they just trust the news like it's God. They don't do they don't do no research. They don't question. What do you have to say to him about events that have happened in this country and you know false flags? Just just please, if you would. Well, we we got we have I mean we have two presidents that that told us informed us on that that it was a a group of people that was. Uh, in America, that was above the law. Uh, Eisenhower and JFK told us that, and and, and JFK was murdered. Absolutely, that's right. And, and what he's referring to, everyone, JFK said, "Listen to this. Those of you that think we're conspiracy theorists, JFK said there is a group of people so powerful that one should not mention them above a whisper." He was killed shortly thereafter. Bill Clinton called himself going to do the same thing. There is a group of people so powerful that one should not talk about them above the, a whisper. And what he did the very next day, I don't know who got a hold of him, who called him, but he put a big apology in the New York Times. Some of y'all probably remember that. But there is such thing as Illuminati. Now, whether or not this brother belonged to it, I ain't going that far. But all I know is this. Um... It is not always what you see. A lot of these news affiliates, to be very honest with you, is owned by these very people. But go ahead, brother Leonard, and moderate. Well, that that was all I was going to say. And we, I mean, got to go back to uh, the spiritual side of it. Uh, we've been dealing with it's, it's entities that that mankind been dealing with that go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, for instance, uh, Moolah. These people been sacrificing to these these deities for for, oh, for thousands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. right, right. Well, you know, I'll be very forthright with you all. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of uh, because I don't have as many facts as I would like to have. I actually kind of espouse Dan's position, 
uh, simply because um, there's like even like for instance, even with what Brother Leonard was just saying, this crash took place behind the house of the Kardashians. Now we know that there was a lot that has been going on with the Kardashians at any given time with Lamar Odom and and whomever else that they may have been hooked up with. I just don't have enough facts at this point in time. Um, the question. The question has to be asked, and I'm sure it'll come out in due time, that so it was foggy. Well, this is not someone who is test driving or who is getting their permit, and they're just learning. This this is Kobe Bryant's pilot, y'all. <laughs> so the fact is that I could care less how much fog is there. He has made that trip numerous times, numerous times. And so something – went amiss, I, I just have not got enough information where I'm willing to just pin this on uh, uh, the secret societies or whatever the case may be. Everybody knows that I'm a proponent of the notion that there is um, persons who pull the strings behind the scenes, definitely, but at the same time, I just I just don't have the facts in on this one. Um, okay. Brother Seth, you made a comment earlier in reference to people operating in the spirit. And obviously, from my background, I believe people do operate in the spirit. But I do have a concern with the fact that certain persons, <laughs> I, I understand how the spirit works. And so there's not enough persons whom the spirit tells them in advance, which the spirit is prone to do. It's almost like a reactionary uh, word of knowledge that people get. Uh, they right. see the event, and now God's speaking. I'm just right, kind of like right. it, it, I'm not saying I'm not saying that you not that you did not receive the Spirit because you know it can be that. But prophetically, these cats in 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 the Old Testament, they were telling you things that were going to happen prior to them happening. As a matter of fact, that's how you knew. A prophet was truly a prophet because when he gave a prophecy, his words did not fall to the ground. That's how they knew Samuel was truly a, a, a prophet because his God did not allow Samuel's words to fall to the ground. Everything that Samuel said is exactly what took place. So, again, just kind of throwing that out there from a standpoint of well, me being a realist and also being someone who understands what's going on behind the scenes. Well, Brother Elishir is back, and before I go to him, I want to play a little short clip that will bring everybody up to speed, because some people just don't have a clue. They're just not following the story. Here's a quick little way. This this clip is actually called New Information on the Kobe Bryant situation. Some of y'all may not have heard the new updated information. Do I agree with it necessarily? No, not necessarily. Maybe. I mean, you know, I heard some of it. I, I like some of it, but let's listen to it. It's just all about four minutes, and then we're going to come to a new hand that just went up. Eric code 831375. We're going to come to you after this break, and Ella Shua is back in the house just so we know as well. Um, was Brother Leonard done? Because I have to check on Ella Shua. Was Brother Leonard done? Uh, Brother John, was Brother Leonard done? He said he was. Okay, all right. Let's go and listen to this um, this clip I think I have here. Um, let's try it, y'all. And um, you got it here. I tell you what, let's go to the a question. We got a question. Um, Brother Leonard, press one so your hand will go down. Remember, folks, in your comment, and we put you back on hold. Press one so your hand can go down. Why? Because you may want to come back on 
and comment a second time. On this show, we allow that. All right, let's go to the phone line, Brother John. If that's okay, and then we're going to go to LSU. Is that all right? Uh, by all means. And just so, Brother Leonard, we, we always uh, appreciate your input, so feel free to pop that hand back up if you got something you need to get, get off your chest. Um, let's go ahead and get that lo- let's get that call on the line. Okay, all right. Sorry uh, for taking so long to get into your caller, but area code 831-375, your line is wide open now. Go ahead and uh, let us know your question or comment and what city and state you're calling from. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm Karen, and I'm calling from uh, Monterey, California. And uh, as soon as I heard that that uh, pilot was was flying too low. Uh, I knew I knew that something was very wrong, and he was told he was flying too low. A- anybody knows that you don't fly without altitude equipment and fog. You, you never rely on your eyes, on your eyesight. So whether there's, I was trying to figure out who's behind it, or why he would do that, why he would fly like that without instrumentation. Well, that's a very good question. Well again, again, you were Carolyn from what city? Monterey, California. Monterey. Yes. Monterey. Okay, Carolyn from Monterey. Okay. Uh, that's a very good question. I think LSU want to jump in there and address your question. Go ahead, brother LSU. Well, I think that um, because uh, in a situation like this where we're in a sense uh, making assertions and people look at it as though we are speaking in regards to ghosts. In other words, things that can be felt but not seen. So in, the, in that context, then we have to first, before we begin to get into the particulars, appeal to the issue of reason. And the caller really brings that point up before us, and that is the issue here. Uh, Seth, I sent you a tape that I think actually it would benefit the callers to, to hear in regarding to talking about the fog. Well, um, first of all, let's look at the laws of aviation. <laughs> The laws of aviation and the plane are different. They do not or operate on the same principles. A plane is propelled into the air, which means that a plane, that if you've ever been on a plane and you go into and you get about 30 feet, then what happens is if you begin to pierce clouds, if the clouds have precipitation, what you will feel in the plane is turbulence. Uh, Seth, you're the best witness in that regard on this issue because you have flown probably more times than a lot of us have caught the, bu- have caught the bus. Um, Maybe. So... But, but in a helicopter, a helicopter does not have the same ability as the caller just alluded to as far as the navigation ability because, again, a plane, you can put it in the air, you can hit 30,000 feet, you hit turbulence, all you have to do is accelerate about, 20, about five to six more thousand feet, and what happens is you clear the clouds. It's one of the most fascinating things in the world of being a plane and you have just elevated above the clouds, and you look out the window and you see that the clouds are no longer above you, but they are before you. Where in a helicopter, you don't have the same mobility. So the question is, you have a 20-year-old veteran pilot, and the police and the fire department and all of these emergencies, even uh, medical emergencies operators within the city have been told to not go airborne in helicopters. The weather is too incumbent, and the fog is too dense. The fog visibility for a helicopter is three miles. When it goes beyond that, then a pilot is to seek request in order to move beyond that. But he only moves that within that radius of about another mile. 
He doesn't go beyond two miles disability because then, as the caller just alluded to, you don't have the instrumentation within that machine to be able to navigate that, that machinery. As I said, it's not like a plane. A plane can fly stuff in there, put it on autopilot, and if they don't hit turbulence, the pilot can actually go to sleep. So the question is, and here's where we should have our concern, and this is what should cause us an alarm. And that is that if you have a, a pilot who's been flying a flying helicopter for 20 years, he's a 23-year-old veteran, he proved to be very proficient in this. He calls and he asks requests to go beyond the limitation of his visibility. Uh, they grant him the request. Now to the point to where now they can't even pick him up on radar. And they said that you're flying too low. And the reason why he can't determine how he's flying is because he's in fog as dense as if though you jumped in a swimming pool filled with milk. That's what the visibility was like. So what does he do? He proceeds anyway, and then he, he attempts to elevate the plane and accelerate upward beyond the cloud. Well, evidently we know that doesn't work. But the question is, a 20-year-old veteran, all other emergency vehicles, and speaking specifically in regards to helicopters, have been grounded. Why did you proceed anyway? That just calls anybody caution and question, and that's what's being investigated. <laughs> The second thing is, is that there's an element to this that everybody is missing. I believe well, hold, hold on a second, because you're, you're kind of going on and on and on, and this is a caller. Uh, I want to make sure she... Hold on, everybody. Hold on, hold on a second. Caller, before he goes on and on with this, because he's doing saying a lot of good things, but I want to make sure, is he answering your question? Yes and no. I mean, I've heard other experts say that those particular uh, helicopters are pretty much, you know... Uh, uh, bulletproof was the term in terms of you know uh, almost being able to fly themselves. But w when what he just said about clouds uh, really struck me. That 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 really struck me because um, that's you know that's, that's what I wanted to hear. I wanted him to hear that, that he was helping you. That, that really ahead. that really struck me because he he said something to the uh, he said something to the uh, tower about. Uh, the clouds, and I thought he was completely disoriented, and and he thought he was far higher in elevation than he was to call fog clouds. Okay. Right. Now, if I may, L, hold on one yes, quick second because I do I want you to finish your comment. Um, the what Elishua is doing, in my estimation, is not so much to answer the question as much as it is to just discuss it in general. I don't think any of us are in a position to actually no, answer not. it. We, we, yeah, we, we kind of have to get more information in and draw certain conclusions and some information that may be critical. We may not get, but that's the whole purpose of the discussion is just to kind of discuss things. And because what has been stated, you had brother Leonard say they crashed in the background in the backyard rather of the Kardashians or somewhere near there. And then I'm hearing that the, the a 20 year veteran, all right, who has made this trip many a time, even though it's in the fog, he, something takes place. And, and so that disallows him to properly handle this machine. Folks, that's kind of the reason why we're here. Gather the information, gather the information, add to the information because that's what's going to assist us. L, if you can go ahead and pick up and with your second thought. Yeah. Well, of course, well, I, leading up from that, the, the, the question comes to, and just, the question if I may, L, answer is this. 
I'm sorry. If I may, L. Um, yes, please go ahead. that uh, our California constituents, if you will, is um, she was about to say something. I would like to go ahead and give her the floor since you're regular and, and she's really not. Bobby, so, ma'am, you were Bobby. saying? Yes, please. I I agree. It's gathering pieces, and and there's uh, probably some lots of pieces of information we don't have, and some of it could be critical and could turn this. But there are some very disturbing elements of this that are known, and one one I caught that right away that he was calling fog clouds, and also um, that he did not have the instrumentation, and I thought, why isn't he having his instrumentation? And several other people who are experts on those particular helicopters have claimed that they're mm-hmm. basically bulletproof. You know, they, 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 how could he be, he had added his instrumentation off or not be looking at it or something or not be alerted by it? Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it was just very curious that he was relying on that's how JFK Jr. died. Now, I realized he was in a plane and not a helicopter, but he was flying through fog and he was disoriented. You, you, you can, uh, uh, you know, you can get uh, and that's why your instrumentation is so important in those conditions. You have to rely on them and not your eyesight, because uh, you, for one thing, visibility is very uh, limited. It's, it's really almost zero. They can say it's a certain number of feet, but when you're. When you're moving at a certain pace, those feet turn to zero. Like you know, you right. can, you can get out of your car in fog, and you can, you you know you can see fifty, hundred feet. But when you're traveling seventy miles down the road, it's zero in front of you. Right, right. So the well, you know, it's the same. I'm sorry, it's go ahead, the same now. kind of thing. It's it's. I I mean, I'm just thinking it's the same kind of thing, and uh, you know, we may never know especially if it's a cover-up. I have no idea. I don't really suspect that, but there are some very disturbing uh, pieces of information that are coming in. Uh, what I would like to add before we, one, get L, and then, two, we have a caller coming in. So L had a second point. Folks, L.A. is not, it's not, just, it's not like a, just a flat area. <laughs> this is a mountainous area. The Santa Anas, I believe they're called, uh, when I first went there, I arrived there, it was dark. When I got up that first day in like 87 and saw that these mountains are towering over L.A. And so it's, it's, it's like you need, it is a necessity to have instrumentation, as you all have stated it, because you're not just, this is not Oklahoma. <laughs> this is not flat. This is not just flat land, folks. This is this is very mountainous area, and exactly well, where they were at. I'm sorry. Go ahead, that's ma'am. A, that's a, that's a really good point. That it's mountainous area. There's a lot of steep, steep canyons, and and uh, being an experienced pilot, he uh, he 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 knew, he knew that. Whether he had mm-hmm. flown that terrain or not, they always have to map it, map it out and altitudes and everything else along, be, be, before they go. But apparently, it was his pilot, and he know that. So that that's a very interesting point. And it's very good. It, there's a lot of steep canyons, especially where he was. It's not. It wasn't Oklahoma. No doubt. No doubt. Um, L, you were saying. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead, brother. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, actually, that goes to my goes to the second point, and that is this: the thing that we have to really question, and we're not going to get an answer, but it actually should cause us to research, 
to pray for Ashley Clark. And that is this is the issue here. Is that we we everyone was aware of the conditions. Um why would a pilot with that type of experience insist on proceeding after every official every official that in, in terms of navigation, the the towers, they told him no. Don't even take the, right. the the helicopter in the air, but he insisted anyway. And all of a sudden, 13 minutes into the fight, all of a sudden he lost visibility. So the question that really causes me to concern, because literally in all contested purposes, that man consciously went on a suicide mission. You, um, you know, there, um, is, there is something to he, he there is something to If you listen to the reports, he insisted, he persisted on taking this flight irregardless of the information that was presented to him that even police helicopters have been landed because of the danger as a result of the death fall. So the question is, why do you persist under all of these warnings and in these conditions, why would you persist to put yourself and those passengers in danger? What is so significantly important that you had to do that? You were only traveling 300 miles away. It was a 15-minute flight. What was that? What was the urgency? For basketball practice, of all things, it's not—it's not even like it's not even like you're going to 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 um, meet the president or some. It, it was basketball practice, from what I'm understanding. Exactly, ma'am. You, I'm sorry. You were saying, ma'am. Yeah, it was not as you said. It was not like you know one uh, a one-time earth-shaking event where they had to get there no matter what. You know, it was just a practice. So. Uh, but you know the, the only thing I could think of when when I saw that guy's uh, the pilot's picture, I, instantaneously I flashed and I thought um, he might be experienced, but somehow he's uh, drunk and dopey that that he's the pilot for uh, uh, this great star. And what what I thought of also another another thing is I thought why would somebody do that? Only somebody who's um, uh, in, insistent to the point of being arrogant, mm-hmm. overconfident, <clears throat> very, very. I would like to comment on to that in a moment. Arrogant. We have a we have a, we have a caller, um, but what, I'm sorry, you, you said your name was Karen. Yes. Okay, um, I would like to comment on that in a moment, but I do want to grab this caller, Seth. If we can get that caller with their hands up, they've had that up for a moment. Yes, and, and Sister Karen, if I'm pronouncing your name right, Karen, we can't, we can't hear you for some reason with your name. I just think it's in Karen. All right, right? Right. Okay, Karen, if you can hold on. We don't normally let callers hang on this long, but you can hang on with it's not a problem. Erico 229516, thank you for your patience. Go ahead with your question or comment. We would love to know your name and city. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, my name is Melvin. I'm calling out of the state of Georgia. And, uh, and do you have a question or a comment, Melvin? Yeah, I have a comment. Uh, okay, and the, I, the objective a, is just to shed light? Uh, say again? I'm saying the objective of your comment, were you just looking to shed light or draw uh, our attention to some given point? Uh a given gut point that I want to I want to say, uh, please. Uh, when I first woke up, I turned on my television, and uh, that was the first thing I saw. 
And the first thought that came to my mind is that, like the lady said earlier, a suicide mission. But it it to me the first my thought that came to my mind was she was killed. And that's all And why do you say that? I, because it's, it's it's something that's is gonna be found. That's just my gut feeling. I'm sorry, but okay. I feel that No, no, that's fine. Yeah, I feel that it was something tampered with and also mm-hmm. the pilot had something to uh uh in, involved in that as well. And so you're inclined to believe that, that it was it that it that there was some 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 uh wrong some foul play of some sort. It, it, yes, exactly. That's my gut uh gut feeling. Um Okay. And I, I'm going to stick by that, but okay. 15 minutes away from, I mean, 15 minute flight, and you too ignorant to acknowledge and obey the command, <laughs> and and do what you are told to save not your life but other lives as well, and and and, and get out of the way. I'm a former U.S. Marine, and I have flown Mm -hmm. all over this country in helicopters, Mm -hmm. C-130s, and all. And I have seen the mountains, and I have seen where helicopters had to engage and make a a circle, so to speak, uh, to when you make that circle, you you, you building up power to elevate. Mm -hmm. He was building up power to go down. Um, hmm. I that's just my gut feeling, brothers and sisters. Uh, I'm telling you, okay. it's gonna when it comes up, you know, like you you throw something in the water, it's gonna come to the surface, and and when it comes okay. up, it's gonna be a lot of shocked people, and it's gonna be people accounted for. Um, uh, this was just not a plane that crashed. This had some kind of negligence. Uh, yeah, it, it, apparently, yeah. Brother John, if I could, yes. could I respond to what he's saying? Because what he's trying to do sure. is he's communicating something. He's attempting to communicating something that he has an instinct. And part of that instinct mm-hmm. is based upon his experience, uh, being in the military, and things that he's observed. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I have that same, I have an instinct as well. The source of mind is different. It's called a thing called spiritual discernment. And the thing is that when Christ spoke in regard to, he said this, he said, when you come before men and women, even in judges or what have you, he said, do not think what you need to say. He says, because I will bring to remembrance things that I've taught you at that time. And the issue here is that, and the issue here is that the information has already proceeded before there's a recalling up of the information. Now, if I would, if you please, and I'm asking you and Brother Seth both for permission to do this, and I would like to just take this in a a slightly different direction so we can get a a context and a perspective of what possibly may be what happened and why it happened. Now, of course, because we do not have all the details and we're dealing with what would be considered a covert mission, the 
giving a confession and telling everything that's taking place. But let's look, but now here's some things to consider. Seth has brought up this point. He said maybe this was a diversion to divert from the issues that are affecting the president, and that being the current Senate hearing. Now, here's the issue with that. Here's a, no. I, I would say a problem for me with that is that this. No matter how much diversions they bring about, it's going to happen. It's right. either he's going to be impeached or he's not going to be impeached. So the simple, ha- the, the simple matter is, is, is literally is that if New York exploded tomorrow and, and fell into the ocean, the Senate process at some point in time is going to proceed. So it's not going to in any way hinder or pose or divert that. But there is something that took place on the very day in which Kobe Bryant came to his demise, and this had a great impact on this particular event and the particular choice that was presenting the event. It's called the Grammys. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to break for a minute because I have a, a video I'm going to forward to set, and what you're going to hear is the CEO of the former CEO who was ousted just a few weeks ago of, of the Grammys. She brought an accusation on Saturday against the Academy of the Grammys, of the Grammys, and saying that it is very, very biased and it is rigged. Now we may think that's something insignificant, and that's because in many ways we can be very out of touch with the reality of the generation in which we find ourselves in. And for them, what's more important and what's a greater concern them than politics on any given day is entertainment. And now mm-hmm. we're talking about billions yeah. and billions of dollars. And we're talking about right. two major accusations, two major accusations coming at one time. An accusation of harassment against the academy, sexual harassment, and then an also an accusation that the process is rigged and it's rigged in favor of white artists. Okay. So when we look at that in context, that on the very network, in which the Grammys was supposed to be aired that night, they didn't even mention the Grammys. Not one word. Not one That's word. True. The, comp- and, the, and the, the compromise judging, the compromising of the panel, the corruption sure. during the Grammy show, it was not alluded to one time. Do you know what the Grammys, what it was originally intended to do this year? They were supposed to honor Missy yeah. Hustle. Guess what happened? Sentiment for Kobe Bryant totally eclipsed any sentiment for the honoring of Nipsey Hussle. And so the whole show was filled with sentiment for Kobe Bryant, and it took everybody's, mind, everybody's minds off the fact that what we're engaged in is an absolutely corrupt, compromised event, situation here, endeavor. Mm-hmm. And we're right snap in the middle of it, and nobody is addressing the elephant that's in the room because that's what it was exactly. designed to do. That's what it was designed to do. We're talking about billions and billions of dollars. We're talking about and we're talking about the fact that the Grammy. If you read a, if you make if you win a Grammy, that's your quite blunt and for your career. Yes, exactly. So, we, so in other words, this is very significant. Here's the thing about it: is that this is a situation that if it was not addressed, unlike the Senate hearing, it was not going to proceed as business as usual. If this would have been attacked in the way that it should have been, and, and the fact that how much of a, 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 a blockbuster news this situation is, this is, believe me, this time, 30 days from now, the Grammys, that whole academy may not even exist. But they were able to recover okay. 
because they totally distracted everybody's attention and nobody made mm-hmm. any point of it. And Kobe's did. Okay. So with that being yeah. said, again, mm. in, information, information we're gathering, uh, good information so that we can make certain deductions. The uh, And t- truth be told, up to this point, um, while I'm a little bit more leaning toward the uh, prospect that there was foul play involved, uh, mm-hmm. to the extent – one thing is for certain, for that – for there to be foul play, it would have to personally involve the pilot. And and, yeah. Yeah. and the reason why I say that is that if what Brother Leonard stated was true, that they ended up in basically not the backyard, but let's say the back area of the Kardashians, what's the probability of that happening, of the miles that you would cover or the directions that you might change or when the actual incident, let's just say it was an accident, it takes place, that's where you end up. That's one of those mm. things that it's like it's possible, it's just not probable. But I will say this, because we here, <laughs> we believe mm. in the Most High God. We believe in his son and the blood that allows us to have that relationship with the Most High God. But mm-hmm. with that being said, we have to say that we absolutely believe that there is an entity named Satan, and he has authority mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. demonic spirits as well as people, folks. Now, keep in mind, yeah. y'all may say, okay, we, here we go. We just stepped into the loony bin. Call it what you like. But there are people who are willing to give their life to accomplish a particular end. And if for any reason you have an arsenal of those people, you have a very Mm -hmm. powerful thing. So, again, I'm not saying that that's what it is, but that's the way that I think, because in this given society, things are not getting more righteous. They're getting more wicked. Wicked. Do we have any problem believing that a person who is possibly of Islamic faith and, and literally inspired by someone who is, is, is bent on violence. Would we have any problem believing that a person could strap a bomb onto their back and run into a crowd of people and let off and designate a bomb? Is that something that we would have a problem believing? Or are we so, are we so accepting to it because we have seen it happen so many times? So, and, and, and it's not only, so why is it that we think it's so far-fetched that a man who could possibly be in debt, who could have, and there's a very, various reasons, as to why he would literally take a suicide mission. Because if we want to look at this, and we want to look at the things that we are able to determine, the information that we do have present, that, that, that mm-hmm. is present, then we can only arrive at one deduction. The caller just said it. That was a suicide mission. He had no intentions on returning. Yeah. I'd like to say something. And, 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 uh, I'm sorry. Brother John, when, I, when you get a chance, I'd like to say something. That, I, I will get you right in. Here's what I would like to do prior to bringing you on, Brother Dan. Um, we have a call, I mean, a caller with their hand up. I want to just double okay, check yeah, with Karen. Okay, yeah, that's important. Thank you, Dan. It, it, uh, my my, my response is going to be with, with Karen's, too, when my time comes. That's fine. That's fine. I, I okay. want to give her so an that opportunity to. Thank you. 
I would like to give her the opportunity to basically finish up any additional comments that she may have. Um, uh, Karen, if you got any comments that you would like to add, it's not that you cannot speak any longer. We just want you to be able to put your hand down and then put your hand back up if you would like to have that uh, further discussion. Is there anything that you'd like to add at this point? Well, I think somebody attributed it uh, to me that he was on a suicide mission. I, I, I think somebody else said that. If he was on a suicide yeah, L- mission, L- did. I, I, I think it was uh, unintentional. It, it was basically a byproduct of his in, in, insistence, kind of over mm-hmm. overconfidence to the point mm-hmm. of arrogant insistence that it be this way. Like, um, I've, 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 I've seen it before, not with these kind of catastrophic consequences but i have i have seen it before to this extreme and uh i i I think that's a big factor and when i flashed on his uh, photo when i first saw the pilot's photo i i got some kind of impression that he was totally full of himself because Mm. he was the pilot of this famous man and Uh, that would be understandable like it was um like he was really you know he might have been a competent pilot but he was really wearing you know like britches that were too big for him or something like that mm-hmm. and and you know it sort of it went to his head so he thought that you know and and, and it translated itself into this scenario where he thought that mm-hmm. you know he was just so righteous and so powerful uh being being the pilot for this person Right. That, yeah. You know, right. he could do no wrong, and it's like you know he couldn't be flying low, and he couldn't be this, and he's 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 cool, you know, and all of that, and it mm-hmm. went to his head. And um, the only only the only problem I have with that scenario, with that hypothesis, is that is this: he's a twenty-two-year-old veteran. He's a twenty-two-year veteran pilot, and if he had actually, if that man actually had an ego and had that type of attitude in regards yeah. to his profession, he would have been dead a long time ago. No, well, I don't know how long he was um, a pilot for Kobe, uh, but I no, he's been, po- he's been I, a pilot for twenty-two years. He's a twenty-two-year-old veteran pilot. I understand 22. that. I understand that twenty-two-year veteran pilot, but but uh, there's something. So technically, he knew how to fly a plane, but I, all that can, all that can be disregarded in a moment when but ego even, you and, say, you would, you would, you and overconfidence. One moment, L. But you have. Yeah. If I mean, great job. I'm just going back and forth. I'm going back and forth with it because really, there's there's things questioning. She's bringing reason to every situation, right. but at the same time, I think that it has to be counterproductive. It has to be counterbalanced because she's saying that the possibly the reason for this is ego. But I think that any pilot also would say, wait a minute, if you've been flying 22 years, whether your machinery has been a helicopter, whether it has been a plane. You cannot approach flying with that type of attitude, and you've been flying 22 years' experience. You would have been exactly. dead by now. He, yeah, yeah, he but you know what that's what she is saying. <laughs> I think that me, I think that there's a difference me, of. Go, go ahead, Karen. That, that, that's that, that's a that's a very reasonable and logical explanation, but emotion doesn't follow the rules of logic. It can take over and disregard logic, and that's when people get in danger. And so if I may, just some, to sum up what I believe Karen is saying and you're countering, I believe that if you have a person who is a 20-year a veteran, but then he begins to fly for Kobe Bryant, there has to be some chip that you get 
it's, it's something that you would go home and tell your wife about, or you would tell your kids, yeah, I, I'm flying for Kobe Bryant. So I, I, I get that part of it. But with that being said, let's go ahead. We're going to grab the caller. Then we're going to grab Brother Dan. Okay, folks. This is okay. Okay. We have a we have a have a caller that's been holding for a long time. So I do apologize, but they we don't want to interrupt the brothers going back and forth. Okay, uh, let's go to area code eight one seven three five zero. Go ahead with your question or comment. We would love to know your city and name, please. Yes, uh, this is uh, Apostle Malachi calling from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, uh, good, I just wanted to. Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, it's long. Good. Uh, I just wanted to make a uh, uh, comment and then a, a question. Uh, uh, first of all, my humble condolences to the family of Kobe Bryant. And, uh, no doubt. Uh, 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 I also want to say that. Um, and uh, I w- well, I want to ask. Uh, uh, other than what I perhaps can think of. Uh, it being a perhaps a mass distraction uh, uh, because uh, they didn't know how you know we as uh, quote unquote uh, black people are uh, and, and and Americans are mostly uh, celebrity obsessed. We are mostly obsessed with celebrity news, uh, while yet uh, missiles was hitting falling down on the U.S. base in Iraq a few days ago. Uh, why would y'all think that they would want to murder? Uh, uh, Kobe Bryant, and I take my answer after that. I'll, I'll, okay, thank you. and so here's what we're going to do. The guests that have called in, we're going to give you the opportunity to answer that first. Once you answer that, what I'd like for you to do is put your hand down, and then I'd like to go to Brother Dan so he can complete his thought that was in reference to something that Karen from uh, California called in. So for Karen, and then um, uh, I believe, what, what was the, what was the name? The other caller, the, the, the Marine? Melvin, Melvin. Melvin. Melvin, thank you. Yes, Karen, um, the question on the table is why do you think Kobe was killed? Which may not be something that you can answer because you kind of think that it was negligence, uh, possible, possibly foul play, but you feel like it's more negligence. I, I, do, I do feel that it's more uh, an overt action of, of – uh, being really like pompous, he was insistent on flying that plane to mm-hmm. where he shouldn't have. And, mm-hmm. and really, it's it's only when when somebody's ego is so out of line, and and they're so insistent and so confident. See, the other person kept mentioning he's a 22 year old veteran uh, pilot. Um, mm-hmm. That's part of the problem. People can get overconfident and they misjudge when their egos step in. It's not a matter mm-hmm. of reason or logic. It is a matter of emotion. And when I saw a picture, I immediately flashed and I said, this, this man was so full of himself that he was flying for Kobe Bryant. He, and, and he was in pants that were too big for him. He couldn't wear them. He couldn't fit them. And that, that mm-hmm. was my instantaneous sort of thought. And, um, you know, a lot of people know smoking is bad, but they keep doing it. I, I, I realize it's an addiction, too. But, you know, people do things that are bad for them. People do things for 
for actually no no logical reason at all because you know emotions right. and a lot of other things play a factor in a major factor in people's lives and especially in catastrophes and uh and that's why i think that it was um possibly it was not some kind of other sabotage um that mm-hmm. that it was um an inadvertent suicide mission by way of an uh, an 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 ego that was so out of control it was just, he was just like almost like gloating or something that he he made it and you know here it was and and he was for Kobe so he could do no wrong I mean you know this was mm-hmm. like the perfect job the perfect right. man you know and it, it, it was it I saw it as insistence to the point of of arrogance. Mm-hmm. Right, right. To listen. Excellent. Well, I tell you what, Karen, your insight and opinions are very much appreciated on Five Smooth Stones. Um, you can hit number one, put your hand down. If there's something that you would like to comment on later, by all means, just hit that one and we'll get to you. And we invite you to come back again. Well, thank you so much for your time. Brother Melvin, uh, you were going to make a comment. I, I was hoping that you would field that question that Apostle Malachi asked, which was, why do you think they killed Kobe? Which means that there's an already an assumption that Kobe was killed and that it was not an accident. Why do you think that took place? Well, first, I think, I think that, uh, like the, uh, the young lady said earlier, the ego mm-hmm. play a big part. We don't know who this pilot talked to the night before or either a week mm-hmm. before, uh, either a month, a year ago. We don't know because they know Kobe has been flying, uh, you know, in a helicopter for years. And right. um, and I'm, I'm looking at it in a in a standpoint where that it it had to be some type of negligence, even okay. for a short distance. And I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, I don't want to misinterpret uh, about like I think that someone tried to kill Kobe. Uh, what I'm. What I was trying to uh, uh, bring out is that I think there was some foul play in Kobe having to be on the plane. Now I and and his daughter and the other other uh, 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 attendants. But my thing is that that's that is my gut feeling, uh, and I'm gonna stick with it. And uh, the Lord God, our Father, will reveal that to the nation, and it shall shine. It's it, it shall shine amongst all people, and they will see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not Jesus. I'm 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 just a son of God. I'm just I'm just okay. a follower. I'm just a, you know I'm I'm that. But my thing is that only thing I'm saying is that my first thought was a thought of something went wrong, and it was somebody's sorry, fault. My first thought was something went wrong. Oh, something went wrong. Got you. Yes. And it was someone negligence. Understood. And, Understood. and I'm not I'm sorry. saying that someone 
Yeah, I'm not saying that someone was after COVID. They could have been. I don't know. But it was something that's not right. And it, it will okay. come to surface. It will come to, I agree. It will come to pass. I'm inclined, to, I'm inclined to agree with that. I, I think that these next yeah, several weeks yeah. are going to have a lot to bear. Um, with that yeah. being said, Brother Melvin, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your opinion and insights. Thank you. You can go ahead and press 1, and my pleasure. Press 1 and drop your hand. Feel free to raise your hand back up if there's something you would like to say subsequent to this uh, last statement you made. Brother Dan, yeah. I owe you an apology. I've been trying to get at you for just a minute. But it's like a call come in, the person jump in. Please, you were going to make a comment in reference to what uh, Miss Karen was um, speaking on the, out from California. Please go ahead and uh, let us know what your thoughts are. Okay, I like to bring up something that nobody nobody has mentioned. You um, like that, Dan? What you got for me? Okay, um, Kobe, the pilot. I don't care how convincing the pilot was or was he trying to convince them. I really don't know. We don't know the conversation was going on before they fly. But this one thing, I think it came to my mind during this conversation, this um, this conversation okay. we had this evening. Nobody, okay. no, both Kobe looked up in the sky, the pilot looked up in the sky. I don't know if they had the information that the police, had said that no helicopter fight. So this fog was different mm-hmm. from any other fog that's been in the past. This was a different fog. And okay. this is what's not being presented at this time. I don't, okay. Kobe, he had to be the one to make the final decision. That pilot could not go over Kobe. Kobe is a very intelligent man. And he that pilot is his employee. So this, I don't think that pilot influenced Kobe. I think Kobe made a decision, and if he did, it was a bad decision. Question, Dan. Because Dan, you know what, Dan, Kobe? Don't you Kobe Dan, let me finish. Uh, let me finish what I got to say, Seth. Let me finish. Now. Go ahead, Dan. Kobe if, Bryant. If you must. Kobe, Kobe Bryant, he could have called – to the gym and says that the weather is too dangerous. Let's postpone it today. Who knows was Kobe persisted in making it there? We don't know. And if that was, that was an errand. Nobody talked about that. Nobody talked about the fact that maybe Kobe was so strong and dominant wanting to get there, it was a human error, and the pilot had to follow what Kobe wanted. So, but well, my point Dan, is this. Yes. Don't you think that uh, Kobe's a basketball player? This guy's a professional pilot. Don't you think that Kobe's going to rely on his expertise? For instance, Kobe probably did not get up, check weather patterns, check a flight uh, uh, trajectory, and, and do the things that a pilot would do because he's a basketball player and a businessman. But this pilot, he relies on his expertise. Uh, and again, it's not to say that what you're saying is not the case. I'm sure that if Kobe said so, Jim, or whatever the guy's name is, Jim, what are we looking like? Yeah, it's foggy, but, you know, we should be fine. I've, we've done this a thousand times. 
don't you think that Kobe would rely on his expertise? I thought about that. I thought about that. But as, 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 as you brought that out, John. Let me interrupt one real quick, if I can interrupt you, only because there's a little confusion on the line. Carolyn, uh, your hand is still up. Melvin, your hand is up. And Eric, uh, 345, I think oh. he has a question, Brother Leonard. So if y'all don't have a question, press 1, Carolyn. If you don't have a question, press Karen. 1. Karen, her name Karen, is. Karen, 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 Karen. And Melvin, if you don't have a question, press 1. Otherwise, it looks like y'all have questions. And Brother Leonard, if you don't have a question, press 1. If you do have a question, don't do anything. And anyone else with questions, it's be a wonderful time while I'm strolling through all these phone numbers for you to press one. Go right ahead, y'all. All right. Uh, well, sorry John, about that, Brother Dan. You were I, saying I came to I was saying this. Regards see regards of this situation, I never thought about this before until we had the discussion this evening. Mm-hmm. But all boys yes, I agree with you, John. He is a professional pilot. But Kobe he had the final decision because that was his employee. He could True. say, okay, I, 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 look, um, I, I, even if the pilot was inadequate of the information, maybe he didn't know that the police had called all helicopters down, I would put down, uh, if Kobe depended on him, he could have looked up this guy, look, I don't trust this. I don't think we should do this. We're going to cancel it. Let me make a call and tell him I won't be able to make okay. it today. Point it could have been like that. I, I can't doubt that. Yeah, I, 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 I can't dispute the, the the ultimate position. I can't dispute that ultimate position because you're right. Colby is the one that makes that final decision. Um, however, back in the days when they delivered milk, you would expect the milkman to do milkman stuff. You don't. You wouldn't have to feel like you need to get the milk out and and test it, make sure it's pasteurized. You would expect the milkman to do milkman stuff, such as pick it up from the place where they get the milk. So, again, all well, I'm saying, true. and, again, it's not to, dis- it's not to dispute your position because I wholeheartedly like agree. I like that song. whenever y'all done. Uh, please. Hey, uh, I'd like to ask them whenever y'all are done. Hold on, Brother LSU, if you don't mind. Can I ask someone whenever y'all are done? I had a question for you, for Brother Seth. Okay, okay. And my, my uh, question is this. Brother Seth. Um, when they you, do you remember when nine one one happened and those planes came down? The buildings um, came down from the plane. Right. Remember the plane. Remember the plane that supposedly came down in the field in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Here's a question: What could those passengers possibly think they could have achieved by overbearing by overpowering the the, the pilot? You mean overpowering the terrorists, quote unquote? Well, at that yeah, overpowering the terrorists because they had already killed the pilot. So, what could the passengers possibly think they could have achieved by overpowering the terrorists? They had control of the plane. Right. My point is that and, right. So the thing is, is that's just like you just said, everybody's operating on the fact that okay, it was an accident. But if it wasn't an accident, I don't care what Kobe wanted to do. You're at the mercy of a pilot. 20,000 feet in the air, and you can't fly the helicopter. And, and uh, compromising position, I'll say to say the least. Furthermore, if if, if 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 you get those people, let's say let's say the pilot survived, the pilot survived, and 
and maybe uh, he's the only one. He would have to go to court. If they say, well, why didn't you do this? Well, my boss told me to do it. You go exactly. straight to jail. You don't do what Kobe say. You are licensed right. to carry out the government. That's and right. You, you will go straight That's to jail. Right. That's, that would be for murder. But I want to say That's something right. else really quickly uh, because there's some other. There's a lot of different other scenarios here we had mentioned, and that's why they want to spend too much time. We just got to say what we feel in the spirit and just let the spirit, again, do, do, uh, direct us. And again, uh, moderate, I think we got uh, Carolyn Hannah is still up, Melvin Hannah is up, and Leonard Hannah. So I think all three of these people have questions. We're going to go and open the lines in a second. You can let me know when, but I just want to make this quick comment. LSU was saying earlier he didn't think it was, well, it doesn't matter what he was saying. It does matter what he was saying, but I, I, I'm just saying I want everybody to reconsider this. I heard what LSU has said. Well, just reconsider this. When the American people, which is 300-some million people, all of them ain't looking at TV, what they're saying is with the new information that the Democrats are bringing out on the impeachment here, this is major, major, major. If they begin to start putting the right documents out there in the Republican see Donald Trump is really undermining the American fabric. If some people, they will call their congressman and say, listen, you can sit there with your mouth closed if you want to, but when it's come time to vote, I'm going to remember how y'all said to like sitting ducks and allow this man to stay in office. That can cause you to lose your seat. And that also is very well worth killing somebody in the plane. Americans have been doing it since I don't know how long. That's what they do. This impeachment hearing is very, very, very big. It's serious to get this man removed, because if he gets removed, watch what happens. Then the American people is going to be leaning towards the Democratic way. They're going to say, y'all just gave us some morons, so we don't want somebody now Democratic. This stuff is huge. So I just want to say that. I don't know. Only the most I know. But I did want to mention something else Uma Johnson was saying, and he just said this, y'all can, y'all can throw dirt at it or darts at it or whatever. Uma Johnson was saying Kobe also is in the middle of a big legal dispute with a pharmaceutical company over the use of the name Black Mama. Now, that's that, brother. I don't know. But there is this legal thing going on, and we may want to look into that. Um, but, uh, by the way, we do have... Possibly three hands up here. You want to open the line and see if you okay. have questions or what do you want to do? Here's what I like. Here's what I'd like to do. Hold on. Let me make sure that L, uh, the what you placed on the table, L, you got that completed. Yes. 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 Uh, okay. Perfect. Um, John, so, can I say something do, real quick? You sure can. You sure can, Dan. I think what you it, got for me? it could have been Aaron between the pilot and Kobe. Kobe could have said, we ain't flying today. Let's call it off. Or the pilot said, I'm not flying this plane. This looks too dangerous. You got to get somebody else. I quit. Well, you know what? Really, though, Dan, in that, Dan, Dan, in that regard, we don't have to speculate. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let me, Dan, let let me finish. Who am I talking to? Dan, you're talking to. What I'm saying is we have a right to make we have a right to make a decision. Yeah. Dan, one Somebody moment. Keep cutting in on me. Well, Dan, that's kind I'll of talk. the give and take that we allow from time to time, Dan. It's not that they're cutting in. They're just trying to get a word in edgewise. And it, normally we can we, we conduct these type of uh, interactions pretty well. So don't take uh, um, exception to the fact that someone kind of speaks 
to you about something while you're speaking. Just flow with it to the best that you can. But I would like for you to uh, complete that statement, Eldon. You can follow up. Then we're going to snatch these hands up, uh, and then we'll go from there. I don't mind somebody cutting in as long as they don't mind me cutting in on them. I don't mind. It's part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I have we're, no we're problem. Good. But okay, yeah, think, so what I, I like that, to I say is, have, go go ahead, man. It's a it, it's it, it, it was a human error, either by Kobe or by the pilot misjudging the the clouds. But we 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 the, there was a tragic ending. It probably could have stopped. It could have been called in and said, the weather don't look good outside. Let me call in and cancel it. Kobe could have done that. What's... I'm finished. All right, very good. L? Well, what I was saying is that the uh, the argument, uh, what Jan, Dan was, was proposing is this, is that if we look at the information that we actually do have, we understand that that was probably a less probability because the conversation that the pilot was having with the control towers. He was literally in communication with the control towers until he dropped the so low that his helicopter went out of radar range. But prior to that, the control towers were actually communicating with this man. So we do have a bit mm-hmm. of information. And based upon the information we got from the control towers and those operators, it was the pilot mm-hmm. who was insistent and persistent on going that going in the course in the direction in which he was proceeding. They told him that literally you should easily turn back and land that plane as soon as you land it as you possibly can. But at that time, and that was 14 minutes into the flight. But he persisted mm-hmm. to the point to where when he got so deep, there was a point of no return. So the question is, if you're a 22-year veteran pilot, you understand the danger you have just now put yourself and your passengers in. And I think that the whole issue of this being an arrogant thing is just another issue of deflection that we do not address the, the, the more probable issues and the more probable things that could have happened. I mean, really, like I said, I'm an arrogant person. I'm not going to let my arrogance take me to death. All right. There you have it. So um, we have three hands up. I know one is Brother Melvin, one is Karen from Cali, and there was one other one. Uh, Whoever that one other one, Brother Leonard. Leonard. Oh, yes. Brother Leonard, uh, we're going to come to you first. What I'd like for you to do is to limit your comment or question to one minute in light of the fact that we are at 943 Central Standard Time. Uh, limit it to one minute so persons will have the opportunity to kind of kick it around a little bit and let it marinate. Uh, so go, you can go ahead and give us your question or comment. Yeah, well, I was just saying this. It's a guy on on YouTube, got a YouTube channel called Iscar. He did a great a job of uh, breaking that down, um, uh, what happened. But the thing about it, what I was saying was maybe want to rephrase that question and say, was he sacrificed instead of saying, was he murdered? True. Point taken. That's kind. That kind of that kind of bodes to where I was going with that. And even though uh, I'm going to approach that like a rhetorical question, I think really what's what's at uh, in the balances is that there's a difference between mechanical error or, as Karen stated, overconfidence, that emotion that over, overrides logic, and then the the what a lot of people really they just it's hard to grasp is blood sacrifice 
it's like you stated, Brother Leonard, they've been doing this since the dawning of time. Molech, Astra, Baal. These are, these are gods that were worshipped back in, be it Canaan land, the Hivites, the, the, uh, uh, the various nations that Israel went into to eradicate them and that type of lifestyle from. So um, very good point. I appreciate that, Brother Leonard. Let's go ahead and go with uh, Miss Karen out in Cali. And good hearing from your brother Larry. We'll go back to the phone lines and bring on Sister Karen all the way in Monterey, California. Uh, Sister Karen, uh, your line is now open. Go ahead with your question and comment. Yes, we all be, rely on professionals every day, and especially a seasoned professional. And I was one for over 20 years and worked with many uh, other uh, high-level professionals. Nobody I know would cave to anybody's demands no client no employer no nothing when you're a professional and you know your job and especially when people's lives are in danger and i worked in a profession where uh, people were being incarcerated when they were wrongly accused or badly accused there's hmm. a lot of incarcerations and you you you, you never uh, allowed you know i worked defense and you never allowed people uh, to 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 tell you how to do your job because you knew how to do your job and they were misinformed and and would 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 take the case astray or something i i don't know anybody mm-hmm. who would allow uh, a client an employer or anybody else to tell a professional what to do no professional right. i know would ever allow that to happen especially when you're in a critical situation where somebody's life or somebody's liberty is at stake you never ever cave to anybody's demands ever that's perfect. A one-year veteran or a two-year veteran might not might not have that stamina, but a twenty-year veteran and a twenty-two-year yes, right. veteran does. That's right. Absolutely right. And if I may, Miss Karen, um, the what I really like about that statement is that oftentimes professionals they spend life and money and resources to attain that given accreditation or that given license or whatever the case may be. And you do not look to put the very thing that puts food on your table. And again, I'm looking at it just from a financial standpoint. It's even more so when lives are in jeopardy. For me, Mm -hmm. I don't put my license in jeopardy because that's the long haul. If someone wants to do some type of crazy transaction, I'm like, "Mm -mm -mm, you need to find you another broker. I won't be doing that. Exactly. It's honor, it's integrity, it's self-preservation. No doubt. It's like no doubt. Thank you so done. much for that what comment, Ms. Karen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, saying. What you said in regards, oh, what you said in regards to integrity, in regards mm-hmm. to integrity, it's absolutely, she is absolutely right. Because, you know, and that is the reason why I, come, I cannot go with the argument that, okay, Kobe insisted. Because, again, if you're a professional and you've been doing this this long, I don't care how big of a celebrity. That's another thing I think we need to get over this celebrity awe because this is not like this man just started flying for Kobe yesterday. He's been flying for Kobe for a while now. And everybody is not hmm. celebrities awestruck as, as most people are. It's like, really, some people see celebrities every day. It doesn't bother them the least bit. They deal with them what they deal with any other individual because they are constantly in contact with celebrities in their profession. And piloting is one of those things that is. But as she just stated, is that if you are a profession, it's just like me. I'm a minister. I've been to churches where literally the pastor called me in the back room and said, you know, uh, I would appreciate it if you would dress so-and-so and so-and-so, and I would like, excuse me. 
You invited here, me here, but you don't give me my orders on what to preach. And I would literally walk out before I would acquiesce to somebody to telling me what to do. And just as John said, because I put much into it and, and, and sacrificed too much for you now to dictate how I'm going to do it. So I don't bite that argument. But I'm going to say this because I know time is getting short. And I'm going to just say this as we ease out is this, is that in light of everything, because everyone will be speculating here and there, but I would say this, is that we have to come to a place if we are going to survive – that we stop putting so much trust in government entities and other entities that we don't have that same amount of trust but greater in God and the Most High. And I think that that's why no so, many times we're, so many times we're flying blindly is because we can't see. It's because we're putting our trust in the wrong things and in the wrong people. There are a lot of things that are done wickedly. There are lives that are being sacrificed every day for fame and for fortune. And it's not a new event. And it continues to go on. And we're going to and the world is going to get wicker and wicked and more darker and darker. But I would say to each and every person under the sound of my voice who is listening, is that I hope is literally built on nothing less than that which has sustained us thus far, and that is the grace of the Most High. And if we will actually seek him with our whole heart, we will not navigate these waters blindly. Just as Karen alluded to, we have a navigation system that operates within us. It's called the Holy Spirit. And I would tell everybody, I would admonish you, it's now time to develop an intimacy with that person because we're entering some days that are very dark. The scripture says that work now. While you can, while the day is dark, for night cometh when light. no man can work. But there, Brother John, well, the brother day is Seth, light. I, I appreciate y'all. I got to no go doubt. get the children to bed. But thank you again for the opportunity, Brother Seth. I'm always grateful, Brother John. You are a master. No you are a gentleman you, at what you do, man. I appreciate your concern, Brother Dan. Good luck, son. Uh, as always, blessed by your witness. <laughs> yes, yeah. All right, Brother Ellis, you appreciate me, Brother. Hey, likewise, L. We're going to bring on Brother Melvin. Um, and once he's completed his thought, if there's any additional um, discussion as it pertains to his specific thought, we'll kick that around for a couple moments. And then we're going to put the ball back into uh, Seth's hands, and he's going to um, take us on into that good night. Uh, Brother Melvin? Yes, thank you. Please. Um, I just, My pleasure. Uh, I'm going to be very brief and very quick. Um, All right. Now, you know, a lot of people uh, on the news uh, all over the world, and not just in America, and they know the character of Kobe Bryant. They yeah, know that yeah. Kobe Bryant is a very intelligent man, and he makes very t- intelligent decisions. And he and he thinks through very thorough before he opened his mouth. Now the gentleman that was on here earlier, I don't know his name, but I just want to reiterate something because the fact that we don't know what Kobe and the pilot was talking about. We don't know if they even talked. We don't know if Kobe was in the back back there playing with, with Gigi. We don't know. But the Kobe that we know, 
that was on this earth that he would not intervene with a professional that been flying him for years. Uh, the 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 pilot he, he you know sometimes negative spirits just jump into you, just like Lord said, ego, ego, and bad judgment, arrogance. To just jump into you like, well, I got this. I can do this. Like I said, I'm a former U.S. Marine, and I have flew, flown, excuse me, all over the world. And there has been times where our helicopters was headed straight into the Atlantic Ocean. But by the <laughs> grace of God, we mm-hmm. flew around the ship and landed on the ship. And I didn't say anything to the pilot. I put my faith in God and trust in God. Right. But you know what I'm saying? And so I, I, that's why I said, and I do not, the other gentleman that came on uh, with a question about uh, why would you think Kobe was murdered? I don't think Kobe yeah. was murdered. I don't think he was okay. murdered at all. I think that. Right. I, I think that there was some foul play due to his death. And because uh, some of the things that he was about to get into, when you were growing, mm-hmm. your enemy could try to cut you short. So right. that's that. And, and they try to find any little thing to, to bring you down. But to mm-hmm. me, myself, my, my gut feeling, my intuition, mm-hmm. my my uh, life path, it, mm-hmm. I, I do, I'm telling you, brother, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be something that we had never heard before, and you all going to remember my name. You're going to remember well, this guy's name. It, 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 it's going to come to it is something. Um, uh, it's. I mean, it, it's just going to. It's something else went on. Well, I tell you what, brother Melvin. Here's, here's here's what I propose. We're going to put the ball into Seth's hands in just a moment. We folks, Kobe just passed this week, and we right. are grasping at straws to some degree, trying to make sense of what may have taken place. And at the end of the day we have some facts that do not provide a direct bearing per se to the point that it would give us clear understanding. We are extrapolating at best. What I propose, Brother Seth, is either one week or two weeks from today, whichever the case may Mm -hmm. be, is that we spend time and we gather more information and then we come back and we share that information. And I think that that we will have learned a lot, you know, by that time. So with that yeah, being yeah, said, yeah. Brother Melvin, thank you for joining us. Uh, Miss Karen, yeah. if you're still on the line, thank you so much for joining us. Um, same thing, Brother Leonard, <laughs> my man. Uh, thanks for coming and kicking it with us. Um, uh, Apostle Malachi, Brother Dan, Brother Seth, it's on you. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. LSU. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, L. I mean, uh, uh, Seth. 
Well, brother moderator, uh, brother John Clark, really appreciate your service tonight, as usual. My pleasure. And uh, I appreciate that. And brother Dan, if you go ahead and give your last comments as well, I'm gonna wrap up this show with some final words, final thoughts. And we should be out in about no more than about three or four minutes. Folks, don't hang up. We got a very powerful uh, ending here. We got a got got some. I want uh, to uh, let them know about calling. Let up them here. know about the link. Let them know about the link to the phone number, uh, Seth. Yes, and those of you that's been listening to the show, you've been listening to the show, you clicked on a link. You didn't call the show, you clicked on a link. You're going to be, it's going to end in literally about one one or two minutes. So call the show. Call the show now if you want to hear for these last few minutes. Area code 914-205-5590. One more time, call this number if you want to keep listening to these final minutes. Very important minutes. 914-205-5590 as we put the final touches on this. But Brother John, again, thank you. Brother Dan, go ahead with your final comments as well. Well, uh, it, it, it's really sad what has happened. I mean, I, I listened to some of the calls, and it probably is true. You know, they've seen that, and they was able to overcome falls like that. Um, but it, but uh, I, I'll say it's a sad and tragic thing for everybody was on that plane. And uh Yes. And brother Dan, you and I have went to churches together, not that any churches that we've been affiliated with superior to any other churches, but you know the power in prayer. You know the you know about angels, you know about people saying something told me don't get on that plane, the plane crashed. You know now of course there's people on the plane and they do crash. So I don't wanna make it like folks that miss the crash because they listen to the Holy Spirit or they listen to the angel that they're better because they may not listen the next day to the Holy Spirit whereas the person that died on the plane would have listened. So folks, this is not nothing to play with. You can lose your life getting on planes, helicopters, vehicles, just sitting in your house. I'm reminded of a girl that was sitting in her room and a crane came to her living room. I do mean a real live big old humongous crane came right to her living room. Folks, we must get closer to the Father to the degree we can hear that spirit that says, don't go here, go there, stop, wait. And then the first thing is angels. The Bible says they have been sent to this earth to be ministered, to minister to those of us to be heirs of salvation. Again, angels sent to the earth for those who be heirs of salvation. Are you one person that have believed in the Most High and you're following the son, His Son? Then you have, you're, you're an heir of salvation. You're probably living underneath your privileges if you're sitting up laughing at what I'm saying because you think it's make-believe. But the Bible does say in Hebrews 1.14, Are not angels ministering spirits sent? To those to be heirs of salvation. Hebrews 1 and 14. Many times throughout the scriptures, these powerful uh, acts of the Most High is not just for the book of Acts. It's for us in this day and time. And so I I, 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 I wish that things could have been different for Kobe and, and the families, because uh, it's not just Kobe we, we, we honor tonight. The show is dedicated to all of them that lost their lives. But, folks, the solution, we do have a solution. We're not hopeless. We're not destitute. Oh, you don't know what's going to happen. No, the Father promised he would take care of us. He promised it. 
I'm not trying to be some holy than now when I'm obedient. He promised. But, 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 but what is, Brother Dan, I'm glad you're on the line. I was going to ask other brothers this, but really quickly, Brother Dan, if you go to Vietnam and you got a very good colonel or whoever lead you in the war there telling you, go here, stop, go here, can you live if you don't listen to the colonel? If you don't see your, your, your uh, not the tone, because he's not going to be with you, but what, I mean your sergeant. These people are skilled. They know the sound of the Viet Cong. They know how the enemy sound. They know they know what when their snakes are. They, they, they have a very good, there's a reason they're leading you in this battle. Well, if we never obey the Father, we just live day to day. That's what you call a corner Christian. And we never get close to him to hear his voice. We're going to be in the news. Period. Our children is going to die just like those that don't have salvation. So why? Somebody might say, why? Well, there ain't a difference between y'all and us. Right. Because we're not claiming what is ours. What's ours, Brother Seth? Hebrew 1.14. The angels have been sent here to be, they speak to us. You hear a voice say, go here, go there. The Holy Spirit's job is to reveal to us who the Father is. Then there's something called the gifts of the Spirit, where the Holy Spirit rise up inside of you and help you discern some evil, or help you to know something about the future, or it rises up inside of you and, you, and you're able to, mere man is able to perform miracles. It's not you. Ain't you? Ain't no good in you. We're talking about the born-again spirit and the Holy Spirit using that part of you to not only protect you, but even to help you to understand more who the Most High is. So I just wanted to say that before we close out those things, that we're not unhopeless people dying in plane crashes, getting hit by cars and dying. Our children, we don't know. Nobody knows the future. The Father said, I will keep you in perfect peace if you do this. I will protect you. You can have what you say if you believe. If any two touch it, agree. you got to believe, though. Some people really believe and they don't believe. And how can you believe in something you don't know about? And how can you know something if you don't know about it? If you don't even read your Bible, you don't ever listen to the Word. Or if you don't listen, hang around people that's on fire for the most high. Not any other person that said they're a Christian, but somebody that's on fire that really believes. If you don't hang around fire, you're going to just be a carnal Christian. So this show tonight, it's not just to highlight whether or not Kobe died. You know, that's the title of the show. But it's to let us know that we don't have to die that way. Our children have to be just taken care of. Our women don't have to be ravished. We don't have to be poor. We don't have to suffer if we are obedient and we listen to that Ruach, Ruach HaKadosh, or the Holy Spirit, as most believers know. So, Brother Dan, again, thank you. Uh, I want you to go get your final word, Brother Dan, and wrap this show, please. And uh, let everybody know about the gospel tracks for a while and about no more than a minute, please, if you could. Yes, I'd like to invite anyone that's listening. I, I, I agree with everything was Brother said just said. And if you want to reach people for Jesus, that's what it takes. Then um, gospeltrackswild.com, G-O-S-P-E-L-T-R-A-C-T-S-W-O-W.com. Thank you, Seth. Absolutely. Listen, everybody. 
as I say every single show, I love every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Folks, you got to tune in to hear what's going to happen next week. Uh, again, those new callers, uh, such as Melvin and, and Karen, i like to try to acknowledge you. I, I got away from that, but I'm going to start. And, and, and uh, folks, we're wrapping the show up, yeah, even though I don't have to work tonight because, you know, there's some personal issues. We're wrapping the show up now, and isn't it wonderful instead of us going over two and a half hours? But listen, those new callers, thank you. Thank you for tuning in and thinking about us tonight. Um, please call and, and stay with us. Y'all were very professional. You brought a, a new fresh of ideas. And we really appreciate you, Karen and uh, uh, Monterey, and as well as Brother Melvin. We really appreciate y'all. Just know that. Don't hang up. One more song. And I think I'll be blessed with it. Listen to the words of this song. It kind of was summing up what I was just saying. The name of the song is called World Overcomer. It's talking about you, you, if you believe in the Most High and you have accepted his son, uh, this is for you. Good night. Again, I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.